requiring concerns, examinations, and apprenticeships for those seeking to become opticians. These amendments clarify when and how many times applicants for license may take their exams, and they update the regulations that establish the requirements for apprenticeships. It received unanimous approval from the subcommittee. I move for adoption. Any questions? Any concerns? Yes, sir. Representative Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. What is the the overarching idea of what they're trying to do here, Representative Forrester? Can you help me with that? I just refresh uh, my memory. There were some questions about passing the test after a couple of tries. And, um, staff may have to help me here. I think we went to the board could approve a fourth attempt. Is that, isn't that correct? Yes. I'm just trying to find Right. It. So after a two, a second attempt's failure, they have to go before the board to request to be able to take the exam a third time. What the board does at that case is to ask them to kind of change their study habits, engage in more education and that sort of thing. And then besides that, the, the regulation that clarifies and updates the apprenticeship requirements. Right. That sounds pretty good. I mean, that, that they know what they're yeah, doing before they get a license, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank you for the question. Any other questions or concerns? Uh, Ms. Erickson, Representative Erickson, I'm so sorry. Sorry, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, I, I read through this and it's a little confusing to me that in one place it says that they can take it as many times as they need, and then there are other places that say they have to get the board approval to do it. And I don't, I mean, I think they should, I mean, the, the take it as many times as, you, as necessary is right at the, at the beginning, 96-105, um, a one and then we go on to kind of make stipulations about it later on and I just want to make sure that everybody is is comfortable with I don't want barriers to entry I like the idea that they could take the test as many times as, as necessary I do like the idea that they are coached a little bit but we're not precluding anyone with this new regulation correct Correct, and I would welcome Holly to jump in if I'm wrong, but my understanding here is that the board is not in the habit of saying no more times. They're just in the habit of trying to coach people through better ways to study. Got it. Thank you. Yes. Representative Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Is there not a point where <laughs> we should say to folks, hey, maybe you ought to think about being a plumber? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I, I maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't insult a plumber, but um, that, I mean that was not what I was trying to do. But I'm pretty sure the board does that at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. And and does, the board should have the discretion. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Holly, to. if you all don't mind, um, just real quick, um, coming forward here and maybe addressing how this is handled, so that we all get a general understanding that we're not just letting these folks uh, uh, easily off uh, and, and continuing on that. 
Certainly. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the committee. I'm Holly Beeson with LLR. I have with me Meredith Butler. She is the administrator for the Board of Examiners and Opticianry, so she can provide you more detailed um, answers to your questions. Thank you for being with us, and if you could just give us a little enlightenment on this, we would appreciate it. Sure, of course. So the unlimited examination attempts, that is actually for, they're speaking of two different exams. That is for the national examination that we require. That is through the... American Board of Opticianry, they perform that, they allow unlimited number, they have to actually pass that before they're allowed to apply for licensure. The exam, exam or, sorry, restriction for the two attempts, that is the practical examination that applicants are made eligible for once we receive a completed and approved application. Yes, sir. Chairman Burns. So that national exam would be like a college student uh, taking, or, or a high school student taking the SAT an unlimited amount of time so they can get the high score they need to proceed then. Is that kind of the same thing? It's similar concept, yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes. Good analogy. Representative Bradley and then Ms. Dahl. Thank you, sir. Um, going back to my somewhat sarcastic point about being a plumber, um, do, do we, are we, pre, I, to me it's like a, a bit of a balance here. Um, we we want to protect the citizens of South Carolina, but at the same time we don't want to be an impediment to people conducting business and having a job and that sort of stuff. Is it smart on our part to allow these people to, continue to take this exam, I mean. That's the federal system. Huh? That's the federal system, right? Yes, the unlimited one is the national exam that they have to pass before they ever can even apply for licensure here in South Carolina. Um, the whole, we went through and strengthened the regulations regarding the apprenticeship program to do exactly what you're saying is strengthening the program so that when they do apply for licensure and they've gone through our apprenticeship program, they pass the exams the first time. And it strengthens that and produces a better, um, more well-informed licensee. Okay, so you know far more about this than I do, <laughs> and I suspect any of us sitting around this table today. And you're happy with this? this yes, is, sir. You're comfortable with this? Your industry is comfortable with this? Industry is very comfortable with that. Okay, thank you. And I guess my question would be more the concern of the safety of the patient and, and that kind of thing. I mean, I guess from what we have found um, nationally and in other areas where we have the different, you know, are, are, we, are we looking at uh, making sure that that is providing the best optometry, um, you know, uh, available and sense of available in South Carolina? Yes, sir. So for optometry, with the regulations, we actually, when we went to adapt the regulations, we looked at all of the licensing boards in the nation to see how they structure their apprenticeship program and basically looked and said and picked the best parts of each to make sure we provide a very strong program for them to go through. So. Mr. Chairman, just to add to that, apprenticeships are used across the nation in, in multitude of jobs and it's basically an on-the-job training. So it builds and strengthens their ability to, to be proficient in the, in the uh, job field that they're in. Thank so you that's for sharing that. You know, I've, I've actually had several of those I, I've known uh, through the years that 
have done that, and I think they've done very, very well. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I just want to clarify that throughout the regulation, they don't call it the national exam. They call it the um, competency exam, and that's the one you can take a number of times. And then the practical exam is the one that they're referencing in that that one provision that we're discussing. And that's right. They don't call it by those names throughout the reg. Mr. Bears. Chairman, thank you. I, I would echo that. The, I mean, the opticians are a key health component. I mean, a pair of glasses is a very expensive um, piece of equipment these days. And and the, I mean, I wear, I don't know, what is it, multifocal lenses? Yeah. And yeah. So I'm not by any means trying to put a barrier in front of them to do it. But I do believe that folks buying this equipment, and that's what it is. I mean, Look around this room and how many of us I've got contacts in today, but are wearing glasses. You know, uh, it's really important that that apprenticeship and and that that qualifications matter for them to get these right. I mean, you can pay upwards of a thousand dollars if you've got a complicated prescription. So um, that's that's really all I was asking because that was not clear. Thank you, Megan, on which one was federal and which one was state. And I apologize for my confusion. Are there any other questions or concerns on this one? All right, this time we'll certainly have a motion, I think. Do we have a second? Second. Uh, we'll proceed to roll call. Mr. Alexander, Mr. Anderson, yes. Mr. Bradley, yes. Mr. Burns, Aye. Ms. Erickson, Aye. Mr. Forrester, Aye. Mr. Huggins, Aye. Mr. Hyde, Aye. Mr. Kirby, Aye. Mr. Long, Mr. McGinnis, Ms. Robinson, Aye. Mr. Rose. Aye. All right, that passes out favorably. And the last document for Chairman Forrester is document 4927. Thank you, Mr. Chair. 4927 comes to us from LLR, the Board of Pharmacy and Concerns Facility Permit Classifications. This document completely replaces regulation 9943 with a new one that clarifies classifications of permits issued by the board and provides a minimum standard requirements for issue of such, such permits. It received unanimous approval from subcommittees and was approved by Representative Spires as well. So I'll move for adoption. Have any questions? We have any questions? Yes, sir. Representative Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. It looks like we've stricken one paragraph and added five pages. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just for you, Bradley. Um, that's just for you. Just, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Oh, mercy. That was just a Is it, yeah, is, can I ask Holly something? Yes, sir. Holly, are you still here? Miss Bass. She's sitting right in Yeah, no. Hiding. What transpired from one paragraph to five pages? What, I mean, what, right. what happened there? And I will be glad to explain it as best I can. I also have Tracy Collier. She is the administrator for the Board of Pharmacy. She is a pharmacist, and she's our chief uh, drug inspector for the state, as well as our advice lawyer for the Board of Pharmacy, Adam Russell. They are here and can provide more detailed answers. But here we are spelling out very specifically what you need to do to 
to obtain one of these permits. And this is a, a broad number of permits. We have a lot of different types of pharmacies. A lot of them are out of state. And so this is the practice that we already have in place. And we are trying to be as specific as we can in regulation so that, so that these pharmacies don't have to call the board and say, what is it I need to do in order to get a permit in your state, particularly ones that are um, out of state. On that note, if, if you are an out-of-state pharmacy and you are trying to obtain one of these permits in order to do business in our state, our inspectors cannot go to you know, the state of Washington or the state of California to inspect your pharmacy. So we are trying to tell them what it is they have to provide to us to ensure that we can review that material and make sure they are safe to do business in our state. So that is why it is so very specific. Well, that sounds good. Thank you very much. Are there any other questions, concerns? Hearing none, we have a motion. Thank you, Ms. Beeson. Um, we have a second. Um, we'll proceed to roll call. Mr. Alexander, Mr. Anderson, yes. Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley. Bradley. Yes, I'm sorry. Ms. Erickson. Aye. Mr. Forrester. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Aye. Mr. Hyde. Aye. Mr. Kirby. Aye. Mr. Long. Aye. Mr. McGinnis. Aye. Ms. Robinson. Mr. Rose. Is there any further business? Uh, yes, sir. Representative Burns. She got rattled and left me out. I'd also like to be on the record and vote aye. Thank well, you. Certainly duly noted, and uh, Representative Burns is voting aye. Yes, sir. Chairman Anderson. Mr. Chairman, uh, certainly uh, we'd like to say thank you for um, the confidence that you uh, have placed in us. We'd like to say thank you too today for the subcommittee chair and members for their presentation of um, all of these uh, this morning. And want to thank you for handling business uh, in a uh, good manner and uh, I've timed things and we did this in 38 minutes even though Mr. Bradley had some questions. <laughs>
very good. Thank you all. And uh, we, this is a collective effort, as we know, and I want to thank each and every one of you for everything you do and all your hard work, and certainly everyone here. We appreciate you being here. Any other further business for the committee? I do have a question. Yes, sir. <clears throat> with that being said, um, when we get to the floor with all of these rigs, is there any way that we could combine and, and, and just, you know, vote on them? Maybe in that way. And I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. And I don't know how many, if any, will get to the floor this year. We are certainly uh, limiting the calendar um, because of Santee Cooper and a lot of other reasons. So um, a lot of these will probably promulgate. That's why it's so important that we do what we're doing here with the committee level and the committee work uh, so that we cover and vet everything in here. So um, that is certainly the plan, um, and not to bog down the calendar and get on some debate that doesn't get other bills that we have to do. We just need to vet them our best in here, which we are thankful that we're all doing very much. That said, does that answer that? Yes, sir. Any other business? Oh, please leave your notebooks here. And again, we're going to continue to work on this uh, notification. Um, and hopefully today the reverse psychology works. So I'm thankful to see everybody. Because <laughs> it worked. Uh, but anyway, thank you all for being here. And with that stand, we are adjourned. <laughs>